Hi, listeners. Welcome back to Motivate, the motivation and inspiration podcast. I'm your host, Dahi D, and today's guest is Russell Brand talking about awakening your mind. Today's episode is all about ignoring all of those inner thoughts that keep you in place. It's all about ignoring those thoughts that leave you in place when you know you should be doing something else. When you awaken your mind, or you choose to acknowledge to become your true self, you really open yourself up to all the possibilities of who you can be. You decide to get up early in the morning. You decide to stop procrastinating. You decide to do the things that really matter to you in order to become the person you're supposed to be. When you awaken your mind, you allow yourself to live an honest life. Honesty is the best way to go through life because you don't have to live with any regret, depression, anxiety, or doubt. So make the choice to awaken your mind. That's it for me today. Thank you all for listening. I hope you truly enjoyed today's episode. The acknowledgement that to discover the truth of who you are, you need to go into the belly of the beast, you need to go under the ocean, you need to go into the darkness, into the pain. That's where you will discover the true gift of the self. If you never go below the surface, then you will never discover the truth of who you are. You will only vibrate on the higher frequencies. What shall I do? Where shall I put the attention? Don't put it nowhere. Nowhere. Don't put the attention nowhere. Surrender my will to a degree it means that I do several things I don't want to do each day. Like I go for a run with the dog, I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I pray and I meditate. I'm forever plunging myself in a cold liquid thanks to Wim Hof. I feel like I've not done my daily duty. I think I used to be quite lazy. When I was signing on and taking drugs the whole time, I couldn't really be bothered to do anything. Don't you basically think I'd like to not go anywhere ever again or do anything else? Like, what about The Rock and Mark Wahlberg? Getting up at three in the morning to do exercises and going cryo chambers and all those things. I mean, that's why I suppose they're so successful. Their absolute willingness to get up at 3 a.m. I love to be cosy. Don't you just want to be sort of cosy and snug with a nice cold Easter egg? all cosied up under a little duvet and just watch things. But sometimes when you're actually doing that, don't you feel a little bit anxious and depressed like you should be doing something else? Dream of individualism and heroism that somehow resourced from your inner self, you make manifest these glorious and heroic lives, work and endeavor are the um, you know apex of human achievement, but don't you sometimes look at your cat and dog and think well, they're not doing anything at all? Look at them, and they're still as about as basically as good as you. But I suppose what you don't want to do is lethargically, sluggishly slouch on a couch, inert and hopeless. Surrendered my will absolutely. Thought on awakening is I'd like to go back to sleep now. I'd like to stay in bed. I think all sorts of mad, crazy, narcissistic things about myself, but that ain't the person I'm interested in building. When you're building a house, how would you, if you sort of go, right, this is the room that I'll sit and cry in. This is the room where the, where the burglars will eventually smash the window and come in. If you plan for that house, that's the house that you're going to create. The person I want to become is free from those kind of lateral comparisons about how cool I am or how nice my haircut is. They say that guilt is because of what you have done and shame is because of who you are. 
I've felt guilty about a lot of things I've done in the past. I feel like, oh, I could have been a better person. I should have behaved better. I've also dealt with a lot of shame, feelings of worthlessness, low self-esteem. The way out of shame for me has been to address as where possible incidents in the past where I feel my behavior was not as it should have been, to ask for forgiveness and to be willing to forgive others for being less than perfect. I think that one's reality is a result of your intention and your attention. Well, what's the point in doing anything? I think it's okay to relax. I think it's okay to rest. I think it's necessary to spend time in quiet communion with your true self so that your conscious activity isn't entirely governed by the thinking mind that you have time to get in touch with your intuitive, intuitive self your emotional self it's good to be restful and in repose but for me it is important to have discipline don't take on other people's ideals about what you should be doing of course like oh i'm lazy because i'm not you know sort of um roaringly successful stockbroker or I'm not up at 3am doing push-ups in a cryo chamber but do find your own standards and abide by them do take advice and counsel from those you admire and help and let them help you to establish a routine that you can live by because I suppose laziness is only relevant if you feel that you're not fulfilling your potential because some animals don't do bugger all and they don't seem to let it bother them Anxiety is fear in three syllables. Fear is awareness. Fear is potentially wisdom. In your fear, there could be truth. In anxiety, there could be truth. We don't want to live lives of continual anxiety, do we? That feeling in your gut. I check in with myself each morning and I say, oh, where is the fear? Where is it? What is it that I envisage my life being like? What is it that I want to achieve? These things, these events, parties, gatherings, it can feel sort of sad to not be included. The answer is not to try and be included in things. The answer is to address the sadness, the fear of missing out is a illusory thing it's a distraction from the truth of the disconnection within you maintain as your priority your connection with who you truly are and your own personal and ethical code i've always felt this even prior to being invited to sort of swanky stuff i thought i bet it ain't no good Really, all I ever really wanted was a nullifying pleasure that obliterates consciousness. But that's, I suppose, because I'm a drug addict. I've always wanted things that sort of smash you out of awakeness. But I, that is because I deeply and essentially crave a transcendent state that is truer than the variance of material reality which we are forced to endure. I have to necessarily let go of thought. We narrativize this feeling of fear. We, those with the tendency to addiction, the tendency to the invisible realm, the spiritual realm, those of us that are disillusioned with the material world, we have a tendency to fear because we are trying to intuit and sense. People don't talk enough of the ambivalence of mindfulness, the cost of being awake, the cost of continually seeing and observing every single gesture and how close spirituality sits to superstition.
fear is energy as surely as craving is yearning and all yearning could be used to drive you to pull you closer to the truth of who you are so fear contains wisdom in it ask to see that don't narrativize the fear with your mind but this is merely mad fear migrating around in my mind creating unnecessary narratives of terror the fear of missing out FOMO, as the daft acronym suggests, is a is a illusory thing. It's a distraction from the truth of the disconnection within you. It's like people feel a bit ashamed of being lonely. I used to be really lonely till quite late in life. Actually, I suppose loneliness implies that you're not happy with your own company. My solution to that for a long while was to use drugs when I was alone. It was only a temporary solution. What I have then done is I learned to be on my own in a more peaceful and harmonious way just by trying it. It's the sort of thing you have to have practice with. If you're on your own and it's a choice, it can be okay. But human connection is so important. It's so important to have a group identity. It's said that Grief is the price we pay for love, that if we are going to love people and adore them, that grief is an unavoidable consequence of that. Everyone has the capacity for awakenness. When you get the things your culture tells you you should be doing and you experience them, now you know. Now you know you can stop chasing the carrot because you've had a bite out. It takes a while to recognise oh, what this is, the emotional cost on me, the spiritual cost on other people, the fact that it's preventing me from becoming a father, from becoming a husband, from settling, from becoming rooted, from becoming actually whole, from becoming a man, from becoming connected. But it resonates with us when someone is willing to sacrifice themselves. It's because it temporarily makes us recognize when someone's like willing to die for what they believe in Malcolm X knew he was gonna die for doing that and he did it anyway Gandhi had a good sense that he was gonna die he did it anyway because what he believed in was more important than what he was as an individual and I think that when that happens it reminds us it puts breath into us it reminds us we have the capacity for greatness and we are not just contained by our body we are these streams of energy in that moment perhaps there is no disconnection between Conor McGregor and that crowd there is a oneness a purpose in that single punch punching for all of them in that moment I was so lonely for so long, you know, even when I was famous and stuff. Just lonely evenings and addictive behaviours indulged to try to placate my own loneliness so we can all reach out and join communities, places where we can be honest. We must try to find the wisdom within fear. Don't read too many newspapers. Don't pay too much attention to the superficial gloss glazed across reality. The odd polarity that leads really nowhere. Just disruption frequency broadcast across the mainframe. Stay deep. Stay true to yourself. Observe the wisdom within your fear and pray that you will meet your guide.